Welcome everyone to another episode of Yin's Football Team Sucks. My name's Frank. Scott's here, I think, but I'm uh, sorry. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Scott is mostly here. I was distracted by a loud autoplay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Professional it, podcasters here, folks. You, yeah, you pay good uh, money for this. So yeah. the, the Buffalo Bills cheated and uh, played like jerks and beat the Steelers 31 to 17. And uh, the Steelers will be advocating rules changes, I'm sure, because none of that was fair to them, if I'm honest. They just <laughs> were uh, completely hosed, uh, having to go on the road. And there was uh, was there snow? Was there not snow? Was there like a conspiracy to move the game? Uh, we'll get into all of that and more. As we talk about the Bills' 31 to 17 victory over the Steelers, uh, which looked like a runaway at 21 nothing. Um, and then they did creep back in close to seven by an ultimate 14 point victory here. Um, largely, I think, on the back of some very untimely injuries that we will definitely go over. Um, the Bills never looked lost, though, I don't think. They looked like they were kind of in control most of that time. The, the, the uh, the Steelers never had the ball only within seven um, once they got ahead. So on the whole, a good day, uh, a good day by Josh Allen with four total touchdowns, three throwing and one rushing and no turnovers. And we won a turnover battle and all sorts of good stuff here. Let's go to Scott first, because Scott may have to. Um, Although he to... said to go to me first, so maybe okay, we defer well, to Scott. Go yes. to Paul first. I didn't see that, so we're going to go to Paul first. <laughs> All right. And then um, we'll, we'll come back around to Scott. Yeah, appropriately, you you had noted, um, you, you'd had said, you'd mentioned several things in your intro that I wanted to to, to mention in my notes. First, yeah, it was maybe not as, as dominant a, game, a, a win as we have hoped, but it's certainly much better than last year's wild card weekend game against Miami, uh, mm-hmm. where they were facing an injury-riddled Dolphins team with Skylar Thompson at QB and could barely get out of their own way and sneak to a victory. And that was an omen of things to come the next week against Cincinnati, which was a competent football team where the bills just could not uh, generate anything against them really offensively or defensively. This game, they generate very well, as you mentioned, um, got off to that hot start. Uh, and then the fourth quarter when Pittsburgh made it a one score game, the offense went down the field. Uh, they Another fourth down conversion, I believe on that drive. And then they scored a, a TD to ice the game, you know, and that's the, that's the stuff you need to do to win playoff games. You know, the talent discrepancies aren't going to be huge when you get to the playoffs, especially once you get to the divisional round and beyond. I think the Bills were clearly a more talented team than Pittsburgh. I don't think the rest of these playoffs, whether it's just this game or this game and another game or this game and two more games, um, there's going to be much of a talent discrepancy between the Bills and their opponents. So, you know, that, that fast start, you know, it means you're going to be playing ahead rather than from behind. Uh, that is very helpful in mm-hmm. games like this. Uh, you get the crowd into the game when you're at home. Uh, so, you know, Bill's Mafia was making a ton of noise. And then, of course, you know, after the first quarter, and, and Frank had mentioned this directly, Pittsburgh never had the ball with a chance to tie the game. You know, they got they got it within seven, and then the Bills immediately went down and, and scored to, to ice it. This is, I think it's the game that I I expected it to be. I thought Pittsburgh would give the Bills some troubles, but that in the end, the Bills are uh, a, a markedly more talented team, as I brought up, especially with the Steelers missing Watt, especially with the Steelers missing uh, their starting quarterback, Kenny Pickett, who I don't think is all that great, but he's better than Mason Rudolph, that's for damn sure. 
Uh, I think if there's some things to watch going forward, obviously we're going to talk about the injuries later, so I won't go into those now. I will mention that the offensive line seemed to have one of their weaker games of the year. Uh, A little disconcerting against a Steelers team that was without Watt, but still a Steelers very good front seven on their defense. Uh, Very difficult to, you know, generate much against them. So Mm -hmm. you kind of take that and you, you know, you, you accept that you you got three touchdowns on them and you got thir- actually four touchdowns on them. You got 31 points against them. Could have had 37 against them if Tyler Bass didn't start to suck, which is my second point, which is that uh, Tyler Bass being a bit of a problem could be a bit of a problem when you go into games uh, like they, they are going to against Kansas City this week. Like we wouldn't even talk about 13 seconds if Harrison Butker doesn't make a 50-yard kick at the end of that. That, that divisional game two years ago, uh, divisional round game, that's that's going to be a factor. Uh, you do not like to see your kicker having these down moments uh, mm-hmm. at, at the point of the season, which is so key. And when, as I, I've alluded to, the line between success and failure, between victory and defeat, is going to be thinner than ever uh, as we head into these final games. But uh, without getting ahead of ourselves too much, generally pretty fine with what happened. Uh, yes, special teams concerns with Bass. Yes, some offensive line concerns. Yes, some big concerns uh, on uh, with injury, especially with the defense. Uh, probably the biggest concern. But I will I will take a thirty-one to seventeen over Pittsburgh win in the divisional round. That was hard fought, but not dear God, how did we survive that hard fought? Yeah, let's. Um, and while we're waiting on Scott, Scott, if you are here, jump in. Um, I am here. Okay, great. Go ahead then. Yeah. No, I mean, um, it was. It was a game that I was not um, – I was expecting us to, to start well. I didn't see us starting that well. And I think I'm a little disappointed that we couldn't kind of put them away more early on. I think we were all a little disappointed by that. I think, um, you know, getting up early, we were talking during the game that this is exactly how you wanted to start. But um, Pittsburgh, to their credit, didn't give up. And um, – you know, yeah, that's again a thing that's going to happen less in the postseason. Is teams aren't going to be just well, this isn't our year, yada yada yada. These are these are playoff teams that have shown some mental toughness and probably gone through some difficult stretches. Um, pretty much everybody, I would say, um, even Baltimore um, has had some some games that they feel like they probably gone. I mean, San Francisco probably even has one or two that they want back. Um, so the so I think that that's a little disconcerting, but it's going to happen. So I'm, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. I think um, I will just say um, much respect to the pit for getting us through another game. Um, yep. I'm looking forward <laughs> to some, some good pit comments um, as we go here. So um, I'll, I'll hail the pit. And then um, let's see other things I was going to say about the defense. Um, yeah. So I, again, I won't get into the injuries too much. I will say like, I appreciated the, the players stepping up in the moment. Um, obviously Kyra Elam, who we've, trashed at various points throughout um, the last kind of 18 months in terms of his play. Um, I think we've tried to keep things less personal, um, you know, ever since um, Damar's unfortunate incident a little while ago. (laughs) Um, But certainly um, has had, has had some really rough games for us in the past and had two, two or three bad plays for us in this game, but also had one really, really good play where he was able to kind of turn around and just, you know, look what I found kind of interception. Um, I think that was really nice to see. And obviously Klein coming in, who's, he is what he is. He's AJ Klein. He's going to come in and, and make some tackles and he's not going to, if he was really great, he was going to be, he'd be starting, you know? Yeah. Um, he, he wouldn't be on his couch um, waiting for the call up, but um, I think 
much like we've had um, guys already kind of grow and accelerate this year with time and reps in practice. Hopefully we get to see that um, with at least those two guys this week. I think Elam hopefully has a little more room to grow than, than AJ Klein does at this point, but that's okay. Um, and then let's see, what was the other thing? Oh, and I wanted to, do you want me to do three stars now? Or do you if want you to have them? Yeah. Why don't you just knock them out and then, okay. um, yeah. So we'll do, we'll do some honorable mentions first. I will give an honorable mention to AJ Klein for, for again, getting off the bench, um, getting off the couch and coming to join us. I wanted to say briefly, I feel like AJ Klein and his family has the same relationship we have with our family. When we say something like, um, uh, Frank and Paul want to record now. Can you, can you, (laughs) (laughs) Scott and Paul want to record now. Could you watch I, yeah, I could, you, could you just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, I know we have a trip, but can I go yeah. play football? Where were they headed to the Keys, I think? And Key he's West, like, yeah. yeah, Key West. And like, yep, yeah, well, sorry, the, Ken, the game no check, family trip. The yep. game check for a playoff game should should cover that. Um, pretty nice, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the deposit, I would bet. So yeah. third, uh, so yeah, AJ Klein gets the uh, honorable mention. I'm going to give an honorable mention as well to Ed Oliver, who by some reports had 10 pressures, which seems like a lot. I don't know how much of that's hometown pressure scoring versus I don't know who's in charge of counting pressures, but whatever. It's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a number. It's a thing that somebody said. Um, <laughs> honorable mention, Steph Diggs as well. Seven catches, 52 yards. Um, you know, uh, workman-like effort and nice to see him on third downs and getting a little more involved and hopefully that continues. Um, I will give the third star to James Cook, actually, because – even though not his like highest profile, like, you know, he had 150 yards and three touchdowns kind of, or crazy catch or crazy run, just getting the solid runs four or five yards of carry. Like if this offense can get four or five yards of carry out of James cook, like it's going to be fine. Like everything's going to be fine on offense because that means that everything else is going to open up. It means the play action is going to open up. It means that Josh is going to have to take as many hits because we can get four or five yards to crack. Um, it means we can stay on schedule. All the good things that come from having a running game. Like if he can keep this up, that is, that is huge. Um, I was going to go second star to um, Dalton Kincaid did have a drop. Not a huge fan of the drops, but also had three catches for 59 yards and a touchdown. And he's someone that we're going to need a lot of. Um, Khalil Shakir gets kind of a co-mention here just because he's uh, the Dalton Kincaid Shakir Khalil award. I don't know. Um, also not, uh, you know, three catches for 31 yards and the crazy touchdown. Um, obviously very helpful. Um, as we've been talking about, the evolution of the two kind of supporting options is also very good and also very needed and and glad to see, especially with, with Davis out. And then first star goes to um, Jusha Alana, uh, 21 to 30, 203 yards, three touchdowns and, um, you know, 50 yards of, of, of fake sliding. And, and, um, you know, I saw some banana peels he was throwing out as he ran. There was, uh, an oil slick. I believe he released at one point. Blue shell. Um, did he, did, I don't yeah. know if he got the blue shell, but <laughs> got the blue shell. Um, yeah, he turned into bullet bill for a while there. That's who he is. He's really just bullet bill. Cause he's just <laughs> like, if you get him in Mario Kart, like you just go from like 11th to second really fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just blow everyone out of the water. So that's, that's really who he is. He's bullet bill. Um, but yeah, he's the first star. It's funny because you said 11th at the second, and that's literally what they did from 6th. That's sixth, true. 11th in the standings to 2nd. Yeah, basically. Yeah, right. Well well played. Um, 
I, you know, I want to shout out Kyrie Elam. I mean, we were, we were literally in the room, not ragging on him, but sort of being like, gosh, darn it. They're going right after him. Like Pitt was, Pitt was going right after him and bless his heart, man. He made a, he didn't like, that wasn't an accident. That was a great read. He, he cut off the route and he took off, he took the ball away. Um, that's a, that's a 14 point swing that ends up being, um, you know, so good for me. And he had his hands on a second one too, which, so, you know, there, there's hope. There's always hope that a very talented player clicks at the right time. And I don't know if I need like him to be like an all-star, but like, it'd be real nice if all of a sudden he was healthy and managed to turn in some competent play that other teams didn't have on film. That would be a nice, um, coup de gras for him because he he shut a lot of people up including us and i and i and i i remember he in his post-game comments he's like yeah i'm still a bust he was you know having a laugh about it but i i think he's self-aware enough to know that like he wasn't playing his best football and that was probably really good for him um i i'm trying to decide if i'm worried about tyler bass or not paul because i think you're right like i think there's it's more than just this one game he's been a little off but when the block i don't know how much when we talk about not putting them away right they're up 21 nothing or 21 7 with the block field. it must be 21 nothing because their first points come off the block field goal um and so that should have been 24 nothing right um and paul's gonna jump back in here uh he, but Scott, he, he's, you know, that block, I can, I'm not good at telling whether somebody is supposed to, like, whether that was the kicker's fault or whether that was the line's fault. Like, I'm not good with that. I have no idea. It's but a tough, it's a tough thing. Like, you don't, like, it, it's some I'm of it. I'm sure it's, somebody can say, like, oh, you didn't get lifted. I was, I was annoyed because there was Jay Feely was there. And I feel like I still didn't, <laughs> and maybe he didn't, they didn't go to him or nothing, but he would have been the guy, right? That's why we should have him, right? Like, oh. But, you know, just like Gene Steratore explaining rules, Jay Feely yeah. does a terrible job of explaining <laughs> kicks. And um, and then certainly, like, you know, um, as my mother, who who used to be a, a, a rugby ball kicker in her in her youth for fun, she said as soon as she took that ball and started running, she goes, nope, he's he's crooked. And uh, <laughs> and he sure sure as shit kicked that what was like a, a, a laugher, like an absolute laugher of a field goal. Um, I don't want to say I could do a better job, but uh, my job would not have been as as hilariously wrong. It would have just gone straight yeah. into the guy in front of me, and then it would have <laughs> been like, oh, well, it got blocked. What are you going to do? He, like, kicked it with the side of his foot, and I don't know enough about how he kicks if that's how he usually does it. And, and again, by this point, Sam Martin is injured, so is there something going on there? You know, I don't know, but there, there's been times where you would have thought this year that you would have thought they would have gone for – three and they just clearly didn't trust um bass and as a person who wants them to go for it more on fourth down i'm i don't think it's the end of the world but i also you know you want those three points in these kinds of games for sure um so hopefully that's getting getting worked out uh let's let's move on to um to the just a quick around the league because Paul very thankfully and nicely wrote the phrase NFC least here. <laughs> I have um, my moments. And well and truly, as the Eagles were getting destroyed, our friend Dave, um, who is an Eagles fan, I, I or I texted him, I go, This is brutal, you know, because like if you I don't know if you remember, but they were ten and two 
after they beat the Bills. And I believe ten and ten, one. Ten and, ten and one. one. Sorry, yeah. ten and one. And they had secured a playoff spot that night. Yep. At ten and one, they were guaranteed a playoff spot. And then shit the bed like <laughs> only Dallas came close to. And um so well, Dallas caught them. They caught them for the division, which is right. insane. How do you was, start at ten and one and not even win your division? It's something else. And and into his his only thoughts were this is terrible, but at least it happened to Dallas too. And because Dallas <laughs> I mean, Dallas just I, I don't know. Like I thought the That was the, even worse because Dallas was expected to do well at home against a team that they were supposedly a lot better than. At least Philly was an underdog going into Tampa because they're 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 their obituary had already been written a little bit. Right. Like they, they've been failing for a while. And mm-hmm. the story with Dallas was like, okay, well, we're just had a couple of bad games here. Um, and to think that like, like I thought Miami was going to be the embarrassment of the weekend. And they, I mean, they finished third. They finished fourth because, <laughs> because, you know, Cleveland also just like, you know the, the 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 pumpkin the, the the carriage turned back into a pumpkin real quick in Houston. We, we were all worried about that defense, but you know who wasn't was the Texans. Not yes. at all worried about that defense. No, they they destroyed that defense, and then I mean, you know, um, Joe Flacco, Joe Yolo, sort of like he really like he really Yolo turned 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 back into the Joe the Joe Flacco that you know played for would, the Jets. Yeah. Well, and and for even you know some later later in the Ravens years of like okay yeah he can make he can make a lot of throws but his decision making and his timeliness and his ability to kind of like make things happen in the pocket are just not not where the Brady Rogers Mannings of the world who were his peers at the time were and it's mm-hmm. certainly not isn't hasn't gotten any better with getting older. I know nothing about the Detroit game um, other than. They won, and I don't know nothing about the Tampa game other than they won. Uh, so that those are my thoughts on those. Um, <laughs> yeah, Detroit was good. Detroit was, I'd say, probably the best game of the weekend. Detroit in in the Rams overall in terms of entertainment value yeah. back and forth. I was glad to see the the Lions pull that out, give Goff his his chance. Now we've got Goff and Mayfield in the second round, a battle that a few years ago people would have been like wow that's that's going to be a disaster right there but now it's now it's the final eight teams and those are two of the quarterbacks it's um no i think the only thing i'll say about the detroit game is is detroit does give me um i think they're they're they can easily beat the the buccaneers um in their indoor stadium this weekend nonetheless mm-hmm. and um i think they have um every chance of going into san francisco and beating i think they have um i think the packers can beat san francisco this weekend frankly I mean, like San Francisco is a really great team, but I think Green Bay is a really is a really 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 good team, and Detroit is a really really good team. And all that has to happen is one one or two but weird bad things happen to San Francisco, and then it's a coin flip between um, you know those two teams. So I wouldn't be surprised if either one of them went through San Francisco. I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco made it either. But um, Detroit was was um, clearly playing with a lot of energy. They have a good running game. They've got um, Goff is is playing well, and they know how to use him effectively. And the defenses on both of those teams are good enough to kind of you know take maybe one thing away from you that brings you from like a forty point game down to like a twenty eight or thirty one point game where their offense can can get you there. So it's it's um those are those are good teams. I mean, this is yeah we're at that time of the year where the really the you know the the teams that. Um, you know, some teams really didn't deserve to make the playoffs. Now, clearly, Green Bay was a seventh seed and, and definitely did deserve to make the playoffs. You know, Philly, 
maybe yeah. not. Um, but some of these teams really should have um, been cut away a little while ago. And now we're really into the, I don't think we're going to see a lot of blowouts this weekend, basically. Yeah, I think that, well, and I want to talk about that with the, the, the Bills Chiefs game specifically. Um, but I, I think we all should spend another minute uh, on the Dolphins Chiefs game <laughs> because that was, that was just delightful. <laughs> it was so good. And to watch them, be the same it's this it's what we talked about when they played the bills they are the same two run two read option six play team that can't do dick and like like they 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 they, they feast on the beginning of the season and mike mcdaniel is a very good offensive scheme i think he's i think he has done i think what the dolphins did this year is as good as they can do yeah i really believe that and i don't think they can do any better with frankly with who they have at quarterback but like you know Tariq hill has 1800 yards receiving on the season basically and you can't get it done he the one touchdown he catches is a they're like oh what a great catch and throw it's a duck it's an absolute duck that gets shot in the air and dies and Tariq hill excuse me, just sort of like insists on catching it and scoring a touchdown with it. And then that's him. That Then he's done for the game. Then Kansas City's winning and there's just like no interest and that team has no heart and they got no dog in them, as they like they're, to say. They're soft. They're right. very soft. They're very soft. It's, and, it's, a, it's a team that seems like it's made up of millionaires who wanted to go play football in Miami and spend their time on South Beach get some sweet ad deals and yeah, they'll play some football, but you know, Tyree kills already got his ring, right? That's he's, right. He's, he's, he's good. And I mean, Tua got drafted there, you know, it is what it is with him. Um, but everybody else is kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. He has his ring and he did his thing in the, in the, in the regular season and no, he, he's going to, you know, his job is like, I got a house that burned down and, <laughs> And yeah, he might like, even still be trying, but he's not weeks, enough. He's not, he's not enough right. to, to get about. them through it. Um, Frank, you were kind of fading out a bit. Oh, sorry. I, I was just saying, like, he's, you know, he's got a house that burned down. He's got, like, <laughs> he's got other things on his mind at this point. And with Tua, Tua, you're stuck because he is a journeyman quarterback that hasn't been on the journey yet. <laughs> and the problem with him is he's better than a lot of people and he's worse. He's, and he's also not good enough. Right. Like, he's very Tannehillish. The Dolphins seem 100%. to keep doing this to themselves. But he's not as good as Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I'm trying to remember Dolphins Tannehill. I remember Titans Tannehill as someone who could still kind of get things done and was dangerous. Tua does not scare me even Certainly doesn't scare me as much as Titans Tannehill. I'm trying to remember if I was ever really scared of Dolphins Tannehill. Well, the Bills dominate Dolphins Tannehill. Even when the Bills were not very good, they would still dominate right. Dolphins Tannehill. So it was always tough to get a read on him. Yeah, so it's it's tough. But you know, 100. He's it's this team is is soft. I think you know maybe if they had, um, you know, Bill Belichick who's available um, coaching mm-hmm. them, maybe that would be someone who could snap them out of this kind of attitude um you would obviously need someone else to 
uh, run the offense and pick the players because it's pretty clear that Belichick can't do either one of those things. Yeah. But in terms of setting a tone for professionalism, I think he could probably do that. Um, but short of that, and um, even then, like I don't know if you drafted if you put Caleb Williams on this team that it's going to suddenly change the rest of them attitude. I, as much as I think Frank is right that McDaniel's is a good human being and a good um, offensive coordinator. Like uh, he is not, I don't think he is someone who can get in. He's not going to get in um, Bradley Chubb's phase if he was healthy, which obviously he wasn't. Um, but, you know, pick your Dolphins defender and say, pull your head out of your ass. Or I'm going to fucking cut you. Like, I don't think anyone's capable. I don't think McDaniel's that guy. So, yeah, I mean, I think he maximized what you could get out of that offense. I think he blew the doors off of what you think you should be able to get out of an offense. And I think it doesn't matter because the problem is once you identify what Tua can and can't do, then good teams with good defenses basically stop and slow him, like slow him down and stop him. Their, their numbers all indicate they absolutely beat the shit out of bad teams and they're they're the mid tier boss. They beat the shit out of bad teams, and they can't really hang with good teams. They can't. And so I have no fear of them. And when they sign him to an extension or uh, tran- transition tag or franchise tag him, I'm going to be delighted because it's only going to get harder for them to do anything. Uh, and I don't really believe you know I, I you could. People will say this about the Bills and other stuff who are going to be in cap trouble. But I, at the end of the day, I do feel much better having Josh Allen. Um, and I'm sure other teams feel better having their quarterback instead of instead of Tua, who is not bad. I, I, I've come yeah. around. He's not bad, but he's not he's not. He, yeah, he's not an elevator. Like, a, no, a, a, you he's, know, not, a, he's not. Um, he's not Zach Wilson. No, no, he's, not, he's yeah, he's yeah. leagues beyond these. I mean, he's a Joe Flacco we talked about earlier, capable quarterback. You can win Super Bowls with Joe Flacco, no doubt. It's been done. Um, but he's not a guy that's going to be that leader. And in the AFC, I mean, let's look at the four quarterbacks who are still playing: Jackson, Allen, Mahomes, Stroud. You know, right. that's what you're going to have to 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 be to to win in the AFC. And it's been this way. Year after year, when Joe Burrow's healthy, he's usually in this final four mix. Like you need that that upper echelon quarterback just to get through the AFC most years, and they just mm-hmm. they've got a they've got a Flacco in an era where unless you have so many amazing pieces around him, um, having a Flacco is you know it's not what it used to be. Yeah, and even still, when you have so many amazing, there is a l- upper limit of how much those pieces can do. Yep. You know, there's. There's only so much that Tariq Hill can do. Like, anyhow, we again, uh, he's turning thirty. He's got maybe another year or two where he can do some of this stuff, and then that's that's that over starts with. to go out the window. And yeah, you know. But okay, so uh, I think we've dissected the end of their season, and that's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, you mentioned Stroud. Uh, I mean, they he looks impressive. Yeah, I want to hold off talking too much about him until we see how he plays in. Against Baltimore. the Baltimore defense and against the Ravens. The yeah. yeah, and yeah. I think his splits for on the home and road are different, and I think that his outside versus inside is different. And I'm not knocking him. He had a great game, and he <laughs> oh, yeah, looks no, awesome. And it I, is for I, everybody. I mean, that's yeah. that's ultimately it. I mean, Dallas was the same story. The 
the dolphins, the same story. It's, it's just a, it's surprising how much that is still a huge part of, of how teams play is, is home away difference. And let's just hope it is for one more game this weekend. Sunday night. Yeah. yeah. I could think of, uh, I could think of one more home team I'd like to win. Um, <laughs> so uh, the bills removed or released Leonard Fournette um, and they signed Matt hack or Hawk um, with two ways, but yeah, I, I pronounce it hack cause it's, because it looks like hack. We get it. The Dutch pronunciation. Me. Yeah. Um, and that's because of, you know, uh, we had a punter giving it his all to chase down a block field goal and pulled his freaking hamstring. Uh, didn't need to be doing that. Um, but he did. And, uh, you know, he he was – he made another punt. He, he did. And it was a competent punt. Yeah. It was 45 yards here or something like that. Yeah. So they must – I know they have hack in there. And he was listed as limited today. <laughs> Because he was he was advising. I don't know if that means he physically kicked anything or whatever, but um, he did he did was limited today. So they might not even need Hack or Hawk. Um, yeah, and he is on the he, practice squad. So if they right. elevate him, they do. If they don't, they don't. Right. Um, if he if he dies, he dies. Uh, <laughs> um, the Ivan Drago approach to punting. Right. So then we have the 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 the, the just the list of. of freaking people here uh we'll start with the bees benford and uh terrell bernard who i mean gosh like if you could name a guy like that you like you you could put the the charm of invulnerability on it would probably need to have been tyler or terrell bernard at this point Mm -hmm. because he just has been a revelation and also he's at a premium position that's super thin already but yeah he has not practiced for two days in a row after getting carted off now the x-rays were negative we were I, the last I heard it was a belief that there was like an ankle issue. And so they were holding out hope. I mean, two days of not practicing, not a lot of hope there, but anything is possible. Um, Balen Spector, who I believe one of you said was like the only reason I'm worried about Balen Spector is because we don't <laughs> yeah. have. Maybe that was Bernard. me just because of the other, because of the Bernard and Dodson and, you know, everyone, like, right. I, I don't really care that much about Spector uh, unless he needs to be in the game. Uh, right. Then I'm going to worry about that because then it's the next guy up, which is going to be that Klein Dorian Williams combo that ended the Pittsburgh game. Gabe Davis has not practiced since the end of the Miami game, much to the delight of a certain yeah. subsection of of Bills fans. I I think there is maybe some not truth that they're better without him, but it has opened up things for Khalil Shakir. It, did. um, it didn't open and- anything up for Trent Sherfield, who replaced him in the starting lineup and had zero targets. Uh, I, the entire game. So. I wonder if that's just an offensive choice. Yeah. I, like, maybe there's a level on which it's like, yeah, our offense just isn't going to go through wide receiver two. We're not, we're going to take our two or right. three With shots. Davis out, you're, you've got Diggs, you've got Kincaid, you've got Cook. And then I think maybe Knox becomes your fourth option. Like your wide receiver two is really your fifth option. Right. I would think. Yeah. I, I still refuse to believe that the team is better. Um, Scott, you, you could, I think the better is the team is better with Gabe Davis than Andy Isabella on the field. Um, and so yes. I don't know if you, if you have any, okay, you, that you is, agree with that me. is a true statement that yes, <laughs> I, I think that in fact, Gabe Davis is better than he no, has a good block by Isabel downfield on Josh's uh, 52 yard run. That was well done. I, yes. He's a, he's a nice young player and I look forward to seeing him more if, and when Shakir becomes too expensive, but uh, before <laughs> we'll then, years on that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but otherwise, yes, uh, let's just, um, you know, he gets, um, he would get a ring, right? If he, if he, cause he played in a playoff game. Oh yeah. I think everybody 
who played for the team at all this year gets a ring. Yeah. I don't think it's that. I think you I think you have to play in a certain amount of regular season games and or play in a playoff game. I'll go look into that. But I think right. I yes. think Matt I personally think Matt Hack gets a, a, a playoff ring if they a, a ring if they if they earn one. But maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. But, um I guess yes. sorry. I we hope everyone another... gets health quick healthy quickly. Right. Well we still have like a thousand more people with names to read here. Um <laughs> Uh, t- uh, uh, rap Ty- Taylor, Ta- yeah. Taylor rap. I was going to say Tyler. It's not Tyler rap. Taylor rap also not practicing. Um, not great, but you know, not not right. the end. Not of the great world. because they're playing Kansas City, and he probably would have seen the field a decent bit if he's in there. Now you're looking right. at Neil and Lewis possibly, but right. Um, and then limited, which is an upgrade, is um, D- uh, Rasul Douglas, who who said he could have played last week. He he's starting to give off Von Miller vibes a little. Where he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely could have played, but coach said not to. And he um, said he I'm, was a hundred percent today. I'm like, you're not a hundred percent, or you wouldn't be limited in practice, right? Um, but he's he's trending in the right direction, as is uh, uh, Johnson, who uh, was red non-contact but looked happy and practicing well. Um, also, Dodson, uh, which is good, right? So if you get AJ yep. Klein and Dodson and one more guy like that's I I think you can start to work with that in linebackers um and then you've got uh Sam Martin um who is limited as well as we've already discussed so it really is as we get uh, we don't have to talk about Kansas City yet but I mean for me it's gonna it's gonna come down to like competent linebacker play and I I don't want to keep pressing my luck here but I, I would like to point out that I mean if there's a guy who's been who's been holding it together with duct tape, but I'm going to give Sean McDermott kudos here. He, he yeah. really has um, continued to, to, to hold things together here. So if there's a guy who could figure it out, it might be him. And it's funny, like normally if you're thinking, Oh man, my linebackers are hurt. Let's lean on our secondary. And then mm-hmm. most of them are also hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a tough scenario. And yet that defense granted, it was a Mason Rudolph led Pittsburgh offense, uh, so not an impressive offense, but they they did they did a pretty good job. They forced some turnovers. You know, it was it was not a bad game. It got a little bit touch and go at the end, but even the last drive, they shut Pittsburgh down uh, pretty well with pretty much all eighty percent backups on the field at that yeah. point. Yeah, they were trying. I mean, it was a close enough game that they were trying, and um, so kudos to them. Yep. All right, uh, let's do this day in Bills headlines so Yay. we can talk about. Uh, the Chiefs game. Yep, we shall indeed. All right, today is January 18th. So we will go to 2022. So two years ago, I think you guys will get this one fairly quickly. A shirtless blank was rowing for the Bills during playoff win over Patriots. Yes. Yes, good old Ryan. Then a quarterback for the Washington football team in their only year being called that, I believe. Mm-hmm. All right, 2021, blank playing Lamar Jackson on scout team was Bill's unsung hero in win. Um, asked about Blank's value as the scout team QB before the game against Arizona. Coach Sean McDermott said it certainly helps. You know, a lot, I don't know. I would just say it certainly helps to get ourselves acclimated to that type of speed and quickness. It is not a quarterback who played the quarterback role. I want to say it was Teron Johnson, but I think I'm wrong. Nope, it's uh, mm. an offensive yeah. player. I will give that hint. It's a, it's a- was it a wide receiver? It was a wide receiver, yeah. And so it's not Diggs or Davis. 
No. Um, it was... Wouldn't have been Beasley. You know. Those guys had better things to do than run scout teams. Yeah. Um, what about the guy from Green Bay? What was his name? The guy from Green, Bay. from Green Bay. It's not him, but I can't... I'm trying to think of who the guy from Green Bay is. The guy that was like... Oh, Kumro. Jake Kumro. Jake Kumro. Yeah. He wasn't known for his speed. He was known for his hands. This is definitely a guy who was known for his... Speed. I think he was with the team twenty. He came to the team twenty eighteen, and his last season with the team was last year. So five seasons with the Bills. Not an unknown guy. Deontay Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> have we have we even explained that joke yet to the on the pod, or is we that just not. for us? Okay. Never. <laughs> um, I will say this gentleman's name is um, Josh Allen. Oh. No. Sadly, no. He may or may not have killed a bald eagle this year. That's my last hint. Oh, Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah, Isaiah McKenzie. McKenzie. That is, do we know anything more about He's that? He's denied killing a bald eagle, but we do know that the Chiefs said he wasn't playing the rest of the year and cleared out his locker two days the in Colts, advance. But yeah, Colts, yeah. sorry, yeah. And it seems so weird to me that it would just seem like a very random rumor to start. It's like, let's start a rumor that he's been spent because he killed a bald eagle. Like, I don't even know how that would that would percolate. So we'll see where that goes. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure the National Wildlife Service will let us know how that goes. All right. I, I think there would have been charges by now if he had killed the bald eagle. Because that is a federal it. crime. Yes. I, okay. All right. 2018. Uh, blank bows out of Pro Bowl due to injury. Blank suffered the injury while tackling Jacksonville Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette during Buffalo's 10-3 to loss in the Wild hmm. mean at Everbank Field. So Bill's 2018 Pro Bowler might have been there, his only Pro Bowl with the Bills, even though he's pretty, he's been a great Bill for many years. Um, okay, so he's tackling Leonard Fournette. Yep, tackling Leonard Fournette. Like I said, Jordan very player. You're 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 in the right area, Scott. Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde. Yep, that was his only Pro Bowl that year. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good job, Micah. Uh, sorry, you couldn't play in the game. All right. 2017. This one's a bit tougher. I think it's gettable, but we'll see how you guys do. Okay. With work still to be done, blank ponders playing future. I know how important it is here to get to the playoffs with the drought and everything like that, blank said earlier this month as the build cleared out their lockers following a 7-9 season. When I signed here, that was my main focus, to get that over with and try to get us into the playoffs. We still haven't accomplished that. So obviously, I've still got some work to do. I've got one more year to try to do that. Um, well, as it turns out, he didn't have one more year to try to do that because the Bills did let him go uh, before his contract was up. However, he latched on the next season uh, as part of the uh, Jim Schwartz defense and everyone else he brought with him to the Philadelphia Eagles. And he actually started at safety in their Super Bowl victory. It was the second Super Bowl win. He won one with the Ravens while he was a cornerback in 2012. Hmm. Buffalo native uh, as well. Went to the same high school as my uncle Mark. No, Naaman Roosevelt was a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, um, not, not, I wonder if I can give some schools if that helps Scott. Yeah, he's he's a prominent player. Let me try and get. I should have done a little. Not EJ played, played 12 seasons in the NFL, uh, okay. three of them with Buffalo. 48, 48 games. He started 41 of them. Uh, four interceptions. One, one was a pick six. 
44 yard pick six. I don't know who that was against off the top of my head, but yeah, pretty good player pro bowler with, with the bears at the beginning of his career. And then a couple years with Baltimore, a few with Buffalo and a couple to end it with the Eagles. We drafted Ron Darby. So it's not him. Right. But he did go. College was New Hampshire, Scott, if that, that helps. Fifth round draft pick by the bears in 07. Fifth round draft pick by the bears. Yep. Yep. Played for the Eagles. Yep. No, I'm not getting this. Yeah, yeah right. No, I'm, yeah, I can't. It is. is uh, soon. Yep, it is, Mr. Corey Graham. Corey, Corey Graham. Graham. Yep. So he's yeah. a little yeah. Give him a shout out. He was uh, yeah. one of those guys we don't talk about much, and yet he was a, a competent player during some years mm-hmm. of incompetence. So thank you, Corey. All right. Uh, 2016, Blank took a step toward dominance in 2015. We feel he is a dominant player, said Whaley. He himself has put a lot of pressure on himself to be that type of player. He wants to be, believes he can be, and he's working to be. We have all the faith in the world that he'll become one of the top-tier receivers in the league. Uh, not E.J. Manuel. Stevie? Nope. nope. James Hardy? Nope. No. Still alive at that point, but not playing football. Okay. Post TV. Remember 2016. Remember, it's Doug Whaley making these comments. He might be trying to justify something here. Sammy. Sammy Watkins. Yeah, who he yeah. traded way up in the draft to get. Uh, and did not become a dominant player. He had one good year with the Bills, which was 2015, and then was just a normal. Injured. Yeah, just a normal receiver the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. All right. 2015. Bills add Blank and Lee to coaching staff. The Bills are hiring former Bears offensive coordinator Blank to be the team's new offensive line coach, NFL.com reports, adding that the team will hire former Jets quarterback coach David Lee to fill that same role in Buffalo. I got to say, just before you go any further, yeah, the, just on on principle, should, you should never yeah. think that hiring a Bears offensive coordinator or a no. Jets quarterback <laughs> coach yeah. is a good idea. Yeah, if I, think, I can't think of two – certainly with the Bears, I can't think of a team I associate less with offense than the right. Bears. We just had a discussion offline today that the About. most prolific passing season in Chicago Bears history, Eric Kramer. Both yeah. in turn, and I looked it up, not just in terms of passing yards, but in terms of touchdown passes uh, with 29, which for those scoring at home is the lowest uh, pass TD total Josh Allen has had in a four year span, is 29 TDs. I apologize. Continue to read your, yes. your question. All right. But thank so, you. Uh, Blank spent the last two seasons as the offensive coordinator in Chicago. Prior to that, he was the, on the Saints coaching staff for five seasons, serving as the team's interim head coach for the first six games of 2012. Okay, so he would have been the bounty gate. Yeah, he would have been right in the middle of the bounty gate. Coach. I will and say I'm going to give some serious hints here that I think are at least get you guys there. So he spent it, the Rex he, Ryan years with Buffalo. Okay, uh, so he, when, Greg Roman. Not Greg Roman. Turk Schoener. Uh, Nope. Uh, never a co- never a coordinator with the Bills. Just uh, okay. an offensive line coach. He went on to – after Rex Cromer. Ryan, was, Cromer, Aaron Cromer, yes. correct. Well Nicely. You saw where we were going with that. Yep, became the Rams O-line coach and run game coordinator for a few years, including their Super Bowl against New England. And the last two seasons, he's the offensive line coach for the Bills. And uh, doing pretty well. I haven't thought yes. about Osiris Torrance or Connor McGovern all year, and I, I assumed I would. All right. Uh, 2014 – Bills Blank comes on strong at left tackle. 
I think I've gotten better, but I still think I have room for improvement, things I can work on this offseason to take my game to the next level, Blank said. I worked on just being a more efficient player, footwork, handwork, blocking more efficiently, being more consistent. Since 2012, left tackle? You are correct. Oh, 2014 left tackle, sorry. 2014 not a not an under the radar name. Um, Corey Graham. No. What was uh, that, Frank? Corey Graham. Corey, Corey Glenn <laughs> is correct. If that's what you said. I what did I say? You said Corey you... Graham, and you said oh. football said Corey Glenn, and that's correct. Oh, good job choosing someone from a previous question with the same initials and speaking softly enough that I thought you got it correct. Well done, Frank. <laughs> Corey Lichtenstein. Um, yes. Corey, Cordy, Corey Graham Glenn is the correct answer. I treated it like a, a Teen Beat magazine and just assumed everybody was named Corey. <laughs> uh, where's, what's Corey Ham? Oh, no, he's dead. What's Corey Feldman up to nowadays? I don't know. I'll have to, to look that up Is later. he the Christian? Is he? Oh, well, good for him. He's, got his, he's not probably, probably not doing tons of coke anymore, so that's a plus. I All don't right. know. He... <laughs> I feel like we should probably move on because this could go yes, many yes, directions. We, we just have to talk about the Chiefs game. So I'll, I'll only say they're not mutually exclusive, those two That things. is fair. That there. is very fair. I'd like to leave it there. Okay. All right. 2008, blank, wants trade to Miami. I would love to be down there, blank said from Orlando. I was talking to my agent about getting me down there. That's what Miami needed this year as a running back. I see myself down there if at all possible. McGahee? Nope, right before him. Marshawn. Uh, no, he was, he was right after, after him. Uh, Travis Henry? Travis Henry. Apparently pissed that they'd brought Willis McGahee into town at this point and has said, trade me. Which they did, though I don't think they, they didn't trade him to Miami. Meanwhile, it was just Travis no, was running away from... Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, he did. And, you know, he was just running away from one of his many... Many children. Yeah. Many children. I, last I heard, it was, what, 10 by... It was... Nine, it was 10 kids by nine women. And you're thinking, well, at least he reproduced with one woman twice, but no, it was twins. I like how you, I like how you tried to like spin that into a positive. Yep. Word. Tried to spin it into a positive that at least <laughs> he, he semi committed yep. to one person, but nope. He just, he had, uh, his oh. sperm had a good day that day. All right. 2001. That is not how biology worked. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Okay. Move, move Dude, on. I'm sorry. I thought you were a, a trademark attorney, not a biologist. I'm learning new things. All right. Uh, Washington in 2001. No, no, I'm sorry. His sperm. I'm just imagining his sperm at the, um, having the, we post game. Yeah, we just had a real good day today. Yeah, man. We doubled up today. I want to thank God. We just Coach had a really back. great, great, great game plan. Great, great game plan. Yeah. Game <laughs> Sorry. We had, we had the chromosomal structure well well thought out on this one. Yeah, right. Pretty, Compl- pretty well said. Yep. Complimentary something. Okay, let's. Yeah, now we're going to get in trouble. Let's. Let's. Yeah. All right. Two more to go. And we got we got Chiefs game. All right. All right. Uh, Two thousand and one. Washington to interview blank for defense. Bills defensive coordinator blank is scheduled to interview with Washington coach Marty Schottenheimer Day. His only two candidates to succeed Ray Ted Rose. Cottrell. Ted Cottrell. Good Ouch. job, Scott. We can just move right on for that. I can skip all these hints. Last one. We're going to go back 30 years to 1994. That was 30 fucking years ago. Are you kidding me? All right. Mm. Uh, the headline is Bill's line ready for KC rush. Chiefs impress Buffalo blockers. Mm. The Buffalo Bills offensive linemen did not take much time to savor their strong performance against the Los Angeles Raiders Saturday. 
That lasted about three minutes, tackle John Fina said Monday. That game's over. It's history. The only thing that matters now is the Kansas City Chiefs. If we dwell on how we block the Raiders, Kansas City is going to take care of us. They have a good front, a great front seven with a good secondary to go with it, said right tackle blank, who is just named to his second Pro Bowl in a row and will be a free agent at season's end. Those guys <sighs> cover the skill players so the front seven can get the sacks. All right, so we need the Bills right tackle. Yep, Pro Bowl right tackle from 94. <laughs> Nine, the end of the 93 seasons. All right, it's a so 94 headline, and we're in the I, I don't know where any of these guys were, so I'm just going to say all of them I can think of. Go right ahead. John Fina, House Ballard. House Ballard. There we go. All right. Thank there God. Go. I am so <laughs> glad. I was wondering if Glenn Parker would be on your list because I almost picked a Glenn Parker quote in STEM, but I'm no, like, Glenn I don't Parker, know. If... Glenn Parker would have taken longer. Yeah, that was, that was my thought. I, didn't, I looked at John Davis's name. I'm like, forget it. They're not even going to think that's real, Bill. So. I went with House Ballard talking about the Kansas City Chiefs as we are about to do. And that is uh, this day in Bill's headlines for January 18th. All right. So the Bills are two and a half point favorites despite. And thank you, Paul. I should thank you as I do always for the the best segment on the longest running podcast in Buffalo Bills and all of human history. Uh um, As we have said, Uh, the we're two and a half point favorites at home. So basically they're saying it's a pick em game. Which is nice, given the injuries that were still like kind of you know Vegasy sort of um, like you know nobody's dismissing the Bills here. Um, you know, I think when you have Josh Allen, I think that's kind of one of the deals. The the um, thing I wanted to say about the Chiefs and comparison to how like the last time, especially that you played them in the playoffs, um, it's not that kind of team anymore right? Like they're a defensive minded team now who has had struggles much like the bills in some ways to get offense going. They're not an offensive juggernaut uh, the way that they used to be now, knock on wood, right? Because obviously I am not saying that they can't go off and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are excellent. And Rashi Rice is very good. And, and Pacheco is very good, but like they've clearly had some clicking issues in some of the ways that the bills did. And, and, there's some sense that they didn't necessarily uh, figure them out. A little like the Dolphins, they beat up on good teams and struggled against better teams. A little like the Steelers in that like their first their first go-to is the defense and, and the offense this year has been off. And so, you know, there's, there's – the Bills can win this game. I think it's just very funny that after everything – you know, being six and six and getting the two seed and all the things. This is the line in the sand that we left two years ago, right? Like, like the whole next step from two years ago was beat the Chiefs. And you didn't even get there last year. And in many ways, it's an accomplishment to even be here right now. But this is it. Like, this is the line that they've tried to cross twice now. And easily, I think even with the injuries, Maybe it's their best look at it. I mean, I, I, maybe that's just because it's their only look at it right now. You know, I, I'd have to think a little bit harder on 13 seconds and all of that. But um, as good a look, I think, as they've had at beating the Chiefs in the playoffs. You know, And so, you know, I'm feeling good about this game. And I think the other thing I said to Paul, Scott, and we'll let you go first here. Um, the other thing is I'm ready for this game now because – it's the Chiefs, and we've played them so often. I don't even know what to say about it anymore. I, it's what I was thinking about with the, with the injuries. Is like if you can get 
Benford out there and he hasn't practiced this week, but he's well enough to play. I'm confident that he knows what's happening that, you know, for all the stuff that Andy Reid's going to throw at him, they're not going to be phased or tricked again, knock on wood by much. I think they're just going to, it's going to happen and we're going to see, you know, who's going to win the game. So a much tougher task than the Steelers game. Um, But ultimately I'm feeling okay about it. I'm feeling okay about this game. So Scott, why don't you go ahead um, and let us know your thoughts and then we will, um, we'll uh, turn to Paul for the final thoughts on, on Bill's chief. Sure. So I, yeah, I don't feel terrible about this game. I mean, I think you're right. It's a different challenge than, than previous years a bit because um, you know, the thing that I think to me always distinguished it. It's funny because I, I, the evidence absolutely flies in the contravention of the point I'm about to make. I would say that the Chiefs are a weaker team <clears throat> because they don't have Tyreek Hill than they were mm-hmm. the previous years. Now, one could easily point out that, yes, in fact, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year without Tyreek Hill, um, and therefore that point is invalid. But I still get to make it. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, anyone can win two or three games in the playoffs. That happens all the time. Um, and get to the Super Bowl and win it. Like, yeah, sure, that's just a random series of events. And so I'm going to choose to interpret that data point as invalid and therefore say that they're, they're, they don't have good wide receivers anymore. Rasheed Race is is a fine wide receiver. Maybe one day he'll grow up and be a real number one receiver. I don't think he's quite there yet. I think mm-hmm. he's kind of a, a good number two. And obviously Kadarius Tony is only on the team because they won't admit failure by cutting him. Um, and I guess he's he's also a bit dinged up right now. And they have Kelsey, who is going to go into the Hall of Fame as one of the best tight ends ever. But he is a different type of threat, one that is less able to destroy you down the field and take the roof off your defense, and then you have to game plan around him. I'm still concerned that they were going to be able to put out 26 or 27 points in this game. And I am concerned that the Bills are going to therefore need to get to about 30. And I think they can do that because I think, I don't want to say Kansas defense, Kansas City's defense is overrated. I think they have a good secondary. Um, I think obviously Chris Jones is a great defensive tackle beyond that. Um, I, I think they they're soft in the middle of their defense. I think, um, we need a lot of um, run in this game. I'm just going to say it. Like, I, I don't love it, and I'm prepared to feel Frank's um, wrath when we when he gets the mic <laughs> back at some point. Everything's on the table. It's fine. But get the, get, my, get the win. <laughs> yeah, my concern is that, yeah, exactly. Like, um, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, and Drew Tranquil are their starting linebackers. I'm not really convinced any of them are particularly good. I love Leo Chanel, um, a former Wisconsin guy as their backup middle linebacker. And I think he got a fair amount of snaps last week, but he is, he's in, he's, and he's a good player, but he's not someone who's better than James Cook and not someone who's better than Josh Allen. Should he get Josh Allen one-on-one? Um, and I think we need to be able to willing and able to run the ball effectively. Plus it's going to be cold. It's going to be hard to consistently throw the ball. I think a little bit, obviously Josh did a really good time at that last week. I think it's going to be good to have that there. I think we don't have as many matchups on the outside with Snead, um, at corner, um, McDuffie was the guy who beat out Teron Johnson for All Pro as the nickelback. Um, so that's going to be tougher for um, guys like Shakir to get open. I think Kincaid um, and Knox are going to have to to play well and catch the ball, and and they they did pretty well at it um, Sunday. But we're going to continue to need to get there. Um, and I think on defense, <clears throat> I think 
it's going to be a little challenging because the Kansas City offensive line is obviously much better than the Pittsburgh offensive line, right? They have Joe Tooney, mm-hmm. who's an all-pro kind of um, guard. Um, now, the tackles maybe not quite as good um, as they have been in years past, maybe. Um, but still, um, Creed Humphrey's a good center. Um, so I think I think it's going to – I think we need – I need we need Rousseau to kind of step up this game. He's got the kind of athleticism who can kind of chase down Mahomes if we need to. Um, and I think – Say so, it. Say it. What? We need him. He almost got there last he week. He was so close. He was so close. You could see him. <laughs> Did you it was see the fourth that? quarter. It was garbage That was time. a legit move. And then he, 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 he had the guy the He had him dead to rights. Yep. And then it had been so long since he got there. He's like, wait, is this two-hand touch or tackle? I can't remember. So I'll do a hard shove. And it'll be Mason mildly aggressive. tipped his half, moved yeah. away. Yep. Bon Miller gave up and ran away the other direction. Um, <laughs> but yes, it would be great if, if, if um, you know, 2019 or 2018 Bon Miller can make an appearance. That would be I think even if 2022 Bon yeah, Miller showed I'd up. Yeah, I'd be fine with 2022 <laughs> Bon Miller, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I think the, I think there's a couple matchups that I like. I'm not sure if I'm Kansas City that there's a matchup that I really like, other than the fact that the Bills defense is just so banged up. So the, yeah. the, I think that's the biggest concern is obviously their run game will get traction if we are playing only backup linebackers. And Travis Kelsey will be able to run around unmolested um, if he is not, um, you know, if, if, if we're playing only backup linebackers. And Teron Johnson is also out because he's, he's, he's a guy who you could put on Travis Kelsey. And, you know, it, you know you'll, you'll live with maybe a bit of a, a hit in the run game as a result. But at least he's someone who can who can stay with Kelsey in terms of athleticism. But um, it's just um, so that's that's why the injuries are so critical. Um, so yeah, I, I still think the Bills are going to win. I think they can win, but it's it's going to be it's going to be tough, as it's supposed to be. I, I think. Anyway, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to step in, Paul. Go ahead. Yeah, the uh, I will I will draw from uh, longtime listener Stephen Benfeld who replied during the uh, request for questions. And noted wildcard weekend, Bills asked fans to shovel snow. Divisional round, Bills asked fans to fill in at linebacker. And that is indeed the problem that we are facing. Scott, had, uh, before we get to the Bills off, the Bills defense versus the Chiefs offense, I do want to point out that, you know, you guys have both commented on the Chiefs improved defense and how true that is. I mean, 2021, the Chiefs defense was ranked i just had this stat pulled up a second ago where to go 27th in the league in yards while their offense was third in the league and their offense was first in the league this year their offense again not as not not bad ninth in the league in yards 15th in points perfectly respectable if not mahomes like like where you see the defense second ranked uh but to scott scott's point great against the pass against the rush 18th in yardage, you know, uh, yeah. they, they give up some yards. Um, and they're a team that's ahead a lot, you know, they're, they won 11 games this year. So that probably means, uh, those were legit rushing yards and not you know, like, okay, the other mm-hmm. team is running a lot because they're way ahead right now. So there is some weakness there. I, I couldn't agree with Scott more about James Cook being just a, a key piece of this game. You can hesitate to win with the, the run in this one. I think if you're going to beat uh, Kansas City, that's where your best opportunity lies, um, is in doing so. Uh, you know, I expect that if Rap can't go, uh, you know, I can see it's unlikely he'll go. This will probably go with a heavy dose of either 
Saran Neal like they've done before, Cam Lewis to address the the Kelsey situation that Scott pointed out, neither of which is ideal. Uh, there is, again, more athleticism there than if you threw A.J. Klein on him. So there's that. Um, and it, another thing about this, too, is it's easy to knock that the Bills one all-pro is a nickel cornerback, a second-team all-pro. Mm-hmm. Being honest, of all the potential absences, Tron's concerns me potentially the most. Like, you need all the guys you can in the secondary based on, you know, uh, who the Chiefs are are trotting out there. So, yes, they're not as star stars as they were before. They're not as offensive, offensively reliant. But you just – you don't blow out Patrick Mahomes. I mean, how many career blowout losses has he, has he had? You know, he didn't maybe have any this year. Maybe he's due for one. Yeah, maybe he's due. Um, unlikely. Uh, it's probably going to be a, a close game. Again, the uh, evidence would suggest otherwise, but sure, yeah. why not? <laughs> Evidence, some evidence, I say. Well, let's um, see how he does on the road in the play. I mean, I, I got to shut up because he's, he's probably going to play a very nice game. But, like, yeah. it'll be nice to, to yeah, have that. Yeah, this is their first road, his first ever road game, and how appropriate it's in Buffalo. Um, and as I've said, too, with the Bills, like, to be the to be the man, you've got to beat the man. And that is not my quote, as we all know. That's that's Ric Flair. Uh, but I've been saying that since, you know, the Bills faced from the AFC title game in 2020. I this is the opponent I wanted to see at some point during these playoffs. I am glad that the Bills run that started uh, really with the win over the Chiefs, that started the six-game win streak, um, has resulted in them getting to host the Chiefs in the divisional mm-hmm. round of playoffs rather than going to Kansas City. I think this is an opportunity well-earned. I think this is going to be an incredibly tight game. I can't imagine not pacing at the two-minute mark. I Is any Bills... Uh, Chiefs game. I mean, most Bills Chiefs games are decided in the last two minutes, so we're just yeah. going to kind of have to accept that that could happen. Could the Bills pull away and blow this out? Sure. Could Kansas City do the same? Sure. I don't think either is likely. I think this is tight. Like Scott, I do think the Bills. I mean, they're favored for a reason. I don't want to come out and and make predictions here. Um, but yeah, this is <clears throat> could go either way, and you're going to need to bring your A game, especially with the amount of injuries you have. Even if some of these guys do end up being, you know, active for the game. I think you could get in. I think that, you know, it's a different animal. And I think if the 12th man shows up and not to make too big of a deal out of it, but if you get up, you could, you could, you could make things real tough for, for Mahomes and crew to get back in. I think we saw some of his character after that Bills game when he was really frustrated with that, that play and that, and that loss that he was complaining. And I think that that's still in there. And so I think you can get that guy to come out. And I think that could really be helpful. I think that that could really um, affect the Chiefs' ability. And, and so here we go. Now, we the, the three of us have to decide uh, how we're going to play it this week. We had the families over to, to watch them all. Uh, this is not going to work as well for that. You know, do I go to Paul's again where we were honestly the beginning of the troubles happened in the London <laughs> The Jacksonville game, game yeah. Um, well and truly, like the beginning of like the, the harsh middle do I do I go out to the do we go out to the bar that we went to last time they played the Dolphins? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure all that out. We're going to consult the Mojo, um, uh, which is and see what they say to do. And um, <laughs> consult we'll, the we'll, Mojo, we'll, which is the least popular the share movie, I believe. Consult the Mojo, which is Bob at the, Bob at the Dojo Dojo Casa House. I was thinking the Stygian witches because we had just watched uh, Clash of the Titans with the girls. And, um, as one does, I guess my three-year-old unafraid of the entire thing. She's like, he <laughs> cut off his head. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my eight-year-old's like, no, um, anyhow, 
we'll 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 consult all the the people we need to consult to to get the mojo correct for this game, and it won't be our fault if something bad happens. Um, if you are near the pit, um, William Matar says, "Don't throw yourself into it." But <laughs> I I say we only know, need one. Let's just we only need one. We only need one. Do you want to live forever? Is, is... <laughs> um, no, please don't throw yourself into a pit. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hopefully are doing another podcast preview next week of an mm-hmm. AFC championship game. Uh, that'd be nice. Uh, thank you. And uh, so have a great time. Enjoy watching the game. Stay safe. Be warm. Be well. Uh, and until next time, thank you so much for listening. My name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. Good night, everybody. And I have answered.